The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. I got this feeling. Inside my bones It goes electric wavy When I turn it on All through my city All through my home We're flying up No ceiling when we in our zone I got that Sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet Feel that hot blood in my body When it drops I'm just going to go ahead and say I've never heard this song. You've not heard this song? No, you just said this is your happy song? This is my favorite happy song, yeah. It was a pretty big hit last year. Oh, last year? A year ago. Oh, A year ago. This time, a year ago. Right. I haven't listened to a whole lot of things produced after 1989. Oh, okay. Because it was played at the Christmas party last year. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a fun song. All right. Well, listen, we were talking in the last half hour. We'll get to your Cindy Lauper from 1983 coming up. That was not in my mind at all. (laughs) The fact that we had to add it to the list. Nobody asked me if I wanted to contribute. But that's fine. I wasn't here. So that's, I get it. That's totally okay. Uh, We were talking in the last half hour about uh, a survey that suggested if you had a single puff of a cigarette, you are more likely to become a regular smoker. Uh, which I guess makes sense. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we were going to switch gears, but I see we have a caller who wants to contribute to the conversation, so let's do that. Hey, Bill. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, not bad. What's going on? Well, we, uh, as kids, uh, experimental things, uh, we started with cigars, the red-dipped uh, cigars, mm-hmm. El Producto, and they tasted pretty good. But I think in our day when I smoked as a as eleven or twelve year old, can you imagine uh, there was no chemicals in the cigarettes as they are today? And then from there, uh, we started to steal cigarettes from the stores, and uh, we went to the lake and I stole a pack of uh, Buckingham, which were the strongest, from a neighbor, and then. Mom made me take a bath early one night, and uh, she told Dad, and uh, Dad had the belt out. He said, don't uh, take too long out of the bathtub. And he got me pretty good for, you know, I couldn't lay down one side or the other for about a week. And then he apologizes, you know, if you're going to smoke, you'll have one lung like me. I never smoked again. That was it. You know, you mentioned that, chemicals. That uh, you mentioned chemicals a moment ago. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says today's cigarettes deliver more nicotine more quickly than ever before, and that additives such as chemicals uh, have been increased to the mix to make them even more addictive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bill, exactly. They're they're like, it's like they're they're putting more stuff into it, so you get hooked, and then you're paying their pensions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm glad my, my father's gone now, but he was old school. He opened the car doors for women, and the police were called Lebanon's finest in those days. But I'm glad he did what he did. I mean, I was mad at him, but, uh, you know, as I go by the uh, rest of my life, I've I never smoked again. 
Very good. Good job, Bill. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Nice uh, hearing from you. Get a hold of us anytime at 4960063. The text line as well at 630-630. So listen, while we're talking about uh, good health and uh, making great health choices and changes in your life, uh, here's a product you might be interested in. Uh, <laughs> there's a Come company. on. Do we really need this? This is crazy. Uh, there's a company called Skin. It's spelled S-K-I-I-N, not S-K-I-N. Uh, Google it and take a look. They've come up with a line of smart underwear, an entire uh, a line for both men and women, which they claim can track your health progress through sleep quality, uh, through sleep quality, heart rate, respiratory rate, activity steps, calories, and more. And it's all monitored through your underwear. Uh, <laughs> the underwear comes with a 24-hour battery life. Uh, it powers six sensors, which are sewed into the fabric and connect to your phone, available for both Android and iOS, uh, via Bluetooth. Uh, and, and they actually say that it can be extended so that the sensors can mm-hmm. actually do other things for you, like if they determine that you're getting a little too hot, it could be connected to your thermostat to turn down the heat in the house, although I don't know how that works if more than one of you is wearing the underwear. Um but do we need this? And if you're wondering, by the way, how much it costs, they're available for pre-order right now at a discount <laughs> price of $279 for four pair or $349 for eight pair, and shipping is free. Do you really want technology down your pants? Does, does that interest you in any way? Um, I think do you, you, do you, want re- a, you could just rephrase that. Do you want anyone monitoring what's going on down your do pants? Do we need smart underwear in our <laughs> lives? But it, it's not monitoring the stuff down there. It's monitoring everything else that's going on. That's the bizarre thing. When I first read that, I'm like, oh, what are they keeping track of temperatures and ovulation? But it's not. Listen, it's, you know, how far you've walked. It's like yeah. it's like wearing a Fitbit. Why would you not just continue to wear your little Fitbit around your your wrist. Well, maybe they get a better reading. I don't know. Yeah, mm. You know how uh, when your phone is in your pocket and it buzzes and you're like, oh, I'm getting a text or whatever. Um, the underwear does the same thing. It will, quote, nudge you no. um, from from within your underwear when they feel that your stress level is getting too high. Mm. Oh, wow. There's a car that I was reading about uh, a little while back that does the same thing that can read when the driver is getting stressed and something happens with the chair. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't need any more nudging. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to know how you wash them. I don't know. It's H- sewn in, so I assume, I don't know. Seems like a bridge we'd have to cross at some point. I mean, they, they're good for 24 hours, so I don't know if you're able to turn them inside out or not to extend the battery life. But this uh, just uh, this seems like almost, and maybe I'm just old school, it seems like unnecessary technology. Like you say, a Fitbit would perhaps mm. serve the same purpose. Mm. Mm, playlist based on your mood. <laughs> What? (laughs) Seriously? The brand is working on an API that will allow wearers to control an array of outside products with, yes, their underwear. For example, connecting to the Nest could automatically adjust your your thermostat, as you mentioned, based on your body temperature while syncing up with Spotify. Could see your undies choosing playlists for you based on your mood. (laughs) Richard says, I want those smarty pants. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Man. I just, you know... They're running out of places to put technology. That's what's happening. (laughs) 
<laughs> like you know what we because you remember there's smart toothbrushes now too there's there's smart everything right well my my uh my toothbrush my electric toothbrush i got a new electric toothbrush and yeah you download an app why would you have to download an app for toothbrush i don't know it keeps track of it of something i haven't downloaded the app but there's an app you can download and i guess tracks how much uh yeah, I don't know, you're brushing and stuff like that? Mm. Don't you know how much you're brushing? Yeah, I guess. I just. I mean, but don't you know when you've done 30 minutes of cardio on the elliptical, you really need your underwear tracking it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your underwear sweaty. has built-in ways it's of tracking sweaty here. things. Yeah. It's sweaty. <laughs> uh. I don't, man, mm, what if something shorted? Well... Yeah. What if there's a fire? Because what you know the the little po- there's the the little pod that goes into the band. What if something happened there? What if under some circumstance you got your underwear wet? Then what happens? Are the readings still reliable? I'm sure they've thought of all these things. Like I'm sure. <laughs> My mother-in-law just texted. Okay. She says, I wonder if those underwear would say not tonight, dear. <laughs> in, in a little... Uh, how smart How smart are they? <laughs> yeah. In a flashing light that rotates around. <laughs> Back away. Uh, uh. <laughs> and you know you're going to have to download upgrades and uh, updates and new operating systems. Yeah. and oh. Just to get rid of the bugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for all your texts uh, regarding that last story. It's quite yeah. funny. Wish we could say most of them on the air. <laughs> Smart underwear. Mm. Do you ever get the impression that the smarter the technology gets, the dumber we become? Uh, yeah. There's just so much around us that is done for us mm-hmm. with the right app that you really don't have to think anymore. Like, I, I hate to get stuck on this, but your smart toothbrush, that... I mean, if it were, if it had sensors that said you have a cavity forming or something like that, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the app does. It's mm-hmm. a Sonicare fancy toothbrush with a whole bunch of different heads on it. So if you want to worry about your gums, you use this one. If you want, um, can you imagine having a I, conversation I with will, your parents? I will download the app and find don't out. Don't do what it. it does. Don't. You know what? Don't do it because you you never have enough room on your phone anyway. I've got no. I've got a, a bazillion gigabytes on oh, this new okay, phone. Oh, okay, great. Uh, that'll fill up. I fast. haven't had to delete a picture in ages. Can you imagine your parents phoning to say they just got a new toothbrush and can't get the app to work? You know what I mean? Like you just—I don't even know twenty years I've ago how you would explain this. I've had to deal with my parents trying to figure out how a iPad works. <laughs> I know. My mother-in-law can't get texts. She can't figure out texting. You ever notice when people are on FaceTime or Mm. something like that, they yell? No. I don't do FaceTime, so I'm not really familiar with it. Yeah. Or... Okay. Skype, I don't do... No, you've never... Okay. All those things I tried once and didn't like them. But it's like the microphone's right here. Mm Because we do it quite often because the family's back in Ontario, so we'll do that. But I I do yell into... When I'm on speakerphone, I do tend to yell. Yeah, we tend to yell. Why do we do that? I don't know because I I would suspect because we don't trust the technology. It always seems hard for me to hear. Uh, I mean, I was just having... Actually, I was on speakerphone with John Wing this morning and... Carol came downstairs because I woke her up from the basement. Shut it. Yelling in this phone. You don't need to be talking. 
I think it's he, may, he, he sounded quiet to me, so I was yelling. He may be in Tokyo, but you don't have to yell like it's across the ocean. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Uh, hey, I wanted to ask you about this, and uh, now's a good time to do it. Oh, boy. So you're a big NFL fan. Yeah. So I understand. My team just blew it yesterday. Your team is the Saints? That's right. And Minnesota won on the final play of the game? Yes, we just had to tackle them. It was, oh, yes. Anyway. But that's good playoff football, though, right? Are they in the playoffs? or Not anymore. No, they lost. No, I know. But that, was that oh, a playoff done. game? Yeah, that was oh, done. okay. Because here's an interesting side to that. So if you watch the game or are not familiar, so on the last play of the game, there was a 61-yard 60 touchdown, right? looked like uh, the Saints were going to win the game, but then uh, Minnesota, the Vikings, they complete a 61-yard touchdown. He totally missed a tackle. And, it was and, a high school ghost tackle. Right. So the place goes ballistic, Crazy. of course, right? Uh, people rush onto the field. The teams uh, are leaving. The crowd's uh, going nuts. And they're like, you got to get back on the field. But you got to get the two teams back on the field yep. because the rules say that the ball has to at least be snapped after a major score, even if there's no time left on the clock. So what Minnesota did was they snapped and knelt. So they didn't bother kicking the extra point because they didn't need it. So the final score was 29-24. But the reason that's significant is the betting line was Vikings by five and a half points. <laughs> they won, uh, sorry, uh, the Vikings won by five, not five and a half. So that means that those individuals who bet on um, uh, St. or not St. Louis, who bet on, uh, who was the other team? <coughs> New Your Orleans. Team, New Orleans. Those people who bet on New Orleans won their bet because they beat the line. And you can imagine if you... All they had to do was kick the extra point, and they would have, the bets would have been exactly opposite of that. So gamblers complaining, but that's the way it is, right? You were pretty upset, I take it. Yeah, it was not a. It, it you must have been celebrating already. It was a done deal. No, he, he just can't. And we were just holding on. It was almost. It was yeah, almost a, a done deal. <laughs> it was just. It was heartbreaking. Huh. Yeah. Can you imagine if you're uh, the Saints mm -hmm. and you're told, we need you to come back mm -hmm. out on the field? Yeah. Like, you know you've lost, mm -hmm. but we need you to come back out mm -hmm. on the field so they can snap the ball and we can call. You'd think the refs would have the ability to just say, okay, fine. My puppy is named after Drew Brees, mm. the quarterback of the Saints. Mm. That's a shame. Case Keenum, is that his name? Casey. Casey, well, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Casey Keenum to Stefan Diggs, 61-yard mm -hmm. touchdown as time expired. And he went up expired. and he caught it. And, and the guy comes to uh -huh. get the tackle, and he just missed him. He completely missed him. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Did you I, have I, any... think, I think he was trying to knock him into tomorrow instead of just grabbing him <laughs> and shutting him down. Uh, huh. Well, that's I a had shame. My, I had my voodoo. I actually took my voodoo doll down, my voodoo doll down from the wall, yeah. and was holding on to it. And uh, it's probably up on the wall so the breeze won't chew it. <laughs> Bo breeze. Bo breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you're going to take offense. I didn't say his first and last name. Sorry, Bo breeze. Well, because his name's not breeze. It's okay. Bo I apologize, Bo breeze. Still chewing stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he had a busy weekend. I saw pictures. Yeah. You what are you going to do about that? You didn't see it all. No. Eh? <laughs> no. You took him to school, right? Uh-huh. Are you still doing that? Not as much. We need to. Okay, you need to be dedicated to this because <laughs> you can't... You know what? 
he's a dropout if you're a dropout because he can't drive himself. So oh, you... it is Case, not Casey. Uh, yeah. Hey, every now and then I get it yeah. right. Okay. You got to do something about that dog because you know. His, but here's the thing: yes. he just when he's bored, like I mm. can't be there all the time to entertain him. Mm-hmm. He has to find a different way to entertain himself. Preferably, you're making excuses for your dog right now. Preferably you, by not destroying my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need to find something else to occupy his time or yeah. something. And it is a cry for help on his part, right? I think. Does he know he's done? Like when you get home, does he like hide or whimper or look? He kind guilty? of sits there and he looks at you. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing is wrong. So he's actually communicating with. He's you. an incredibly smart dog. Mm, he is he? a very smart dog. Brittany's a very smart dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. He um he ate a tube of um um like a lip chop last night. <laughs> really? That had like menthol. <laughs> that was his funny. lips are so smooth now that this, I can't. This, and this morning he uh, uh, lip gloss, which is now all over my carpet. Orange. This has been going on for how long? Two years. Okay, we, what are you gonna do? You seriously, you need to do something because that shouldn't be happening. Well, it doesn't happen all the time. I just tell you about it. I know it seems like it happens all the time. You say you just tell me about it, but I see your pictures. It seems to happen pretty much every weekend. He really didn't like the snowman. <laughs> he really did not like that snowman. Dare I ask? Have you ever taken a moment to put pen to paper and add up what he's cost you in terms of chewed up shoes, purses, snowmen, whatever else he's digesting. (laughs) It's got to be in the thousands now, right? Am I right? Um, Probably over a thousand. Okay, well, you need to deal with that. And I don't know, how do other people deal with dogs that they leave home? I mean, can you not put them out in the backyard or... You can't on the... It's wintertime. You can't well, leave the dog outside right in well, minus 20 for eight hours. The garage, perhaps, no, maybe? No, really? No, 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 Hmm. We did the crate a box? training. We did the crate training with him for quite for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Some days it comes absolutely fine. It usually happens when we're home and, and not engaged with him or, or ignoring him. Hmm. Or not paying attention to him, let's put it that way. Do you know I've... Uh, it usually does not happen during the day when we're at work. I'm not a dog trainer by any stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. But if I might make a suggestion, mm-hmm. and you never know, possibly I've got the right idea. Um, if you were to put up a poster or a few of them <laughs> in your neighborhood, dog looking for great home, that might actually solve your problem. No. Okay. No. Well... You've got two dogs, right? Are you are you done now? What are you teaching the other dog? The the other dog doesn't need to be taught. The other dog doesn't do any of that stuff. Is he a smart dog too? It's Willow. I know. She is she a smart dog too? Willow's brilliant. Thank you. You I know just, Willow. I know, but I'm just trying to get you to say it that's, out loud. You that's don't what think we that dog's hoping. you don't think that dog is smart <laughs> enough to realize the other dog's getting away with murder? At some point, you don't think Willow's gonna be like, you know what? No, Willow, I'd like to chew Will, shoes. Willow won't do that because she knows better. Hmm. Okay. Part of the goal of getting puppy while Willow was still around was the hopes that Willow would train him. You're going to come home one day and find she's chewed Willow. I swear. Do something about that dog, or I'll do something oh, about it. Oh, what what are you going to do about Nothing. that? Nothing. I don't even know what exactly. that meant. I just, just threw that out there. Zip it. With Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Coming up 
to 3.40 on the Monday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Jalen Nye, Andrew Gross, and Todd Hirsch, the chief economist over at ATB Financial, for our weekly edition of The Hoot. And Todd, you wanted to talk about uh, 2017 as to whether or not it was a rebound year for the economy. Uh, are you still selling that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that view, really? Well, you know, I'm the eternal optimist mm-hmm. in things, but what I wanted to talk about, uh, it's another labor market topic. And I know I talk a lot about the labor market, but I think it's important because when it comes to jobs, this is really the single thing that Albertans care about in the economy. I shouldn't say the only thing, but it's, you it's know, important. Sort of top of mind. Yeah. yeah. When there's a recession or a recovery, people want to know, am I going to have a job? And that's for obvious reasons. So... I wanted to look at, uh, now that we have all of the numbers in for the job market for 2017, I wanted to take a deep dive and look at where the jobs have been created and where we might still be losing jobs. Because there is a popular sentiment out there that I pick up everywhere I go in the province. The idea that, well, there's some jobs coming back, but they're poor quality jobs. They're, you know, low paying or or they're just government jobs as if somehow they don't count as jobs. Hmm. But there seems to be the sense that the jobs being created are sort of illusionary. So I wanted to have a look at it to determine what sectors are creating jobs and what sectors are still shedding jobs. And there's some surprises, I think. Okay, so, so top three? Yeah, what are the ones top, creating jobs? Top three. So this is all of 2017, and this is all over the province. The number one sector creating jobs, manufacturing. Hmm. And that actually is a surprise to a lot of people. So these would be things like jobs and uh, the refining uh, sector just east of Edmonton. These would be um, some of those manufacturing jobs in, in Nisku, uh, the steel pipe, the, the drill bits, the boilers. But it would also be things like food processing, which is now the largest segment of manufacturing in Alberta. Uh, so a lot of that would be, uh, you know, the beef packers down in southern Alberta, but also all of the micro uh, the, the small cottage industries, a lot of the microbreweries that we've seen crop up mm-hmm. around the province. So manufacturing is number one, private sector. The second sector, uh, creating jobs, wholesale and retail trade. Now here, I guess you'd have to tip your hat to some of those people that are saying, well, it's just low paying jobs that are being created. Wholesale sector, uh, those jobs are actually better paying. People who work in in uh, warehouses and forklift operators and, and transportation, those kinds of things. But retail is by far the largest piece of wholesale and retail when you look at jobs. And there have been jobs in the retail sector being created. And a lot of those jobs would probably be part-time or maybe lower paying. And third? And third spot for job creation, and this one's really good news, natural resources. And in Alberta, that's almost entirely oil and gas. <laughs> And that, of course, was the sector in 2015 and 2016 that lost the most people. In 2017, it shows up in third place in terms of now adding people back. Hmm. Now, I want to, you know, caution people. Uh, I don't want to overstate how many jobs have been added in resources because it has not compensated for the jobs lost in 15 and 16. But it definitely was a turnaround year for the energy sector in terms of hiring. And those jobs are not only the highest paying in Alberta, they are, on average, the highest paying jobs in the country. 
So oil oil sector jobs uh, in number third three spot. Okay, so uh, funny because I was just about to ask. So. If not for the third one, if you were just looking at manufacturing, wholesale, and retail, the first two, you might conclude that perhaps consumer confidence was returning, that discretionary buying was going up, people feeling like they're either going to keep their employment or they've just obtained new employment. But the third, you just mentioned resources, and it's a high-paying area of the economy. So does the number three spot account for the first two spots? Is there simply more money out there being spent? I think that could be part of it for sure, because especially in retail, uh, we we actually saw a pretty strong rebound in retail sales in 2017. Now, again, 15 and 16, the recession years, it was knocked down pretty hard. So the bar was set lower to get a 9% jump in retail sales, which is what we saw, you know, because the bar was set lower. Uh, you don't really need all that much, but it was a rebound year in retail. I think some of that is being set by uh, optimism returning to the energy patch. Hmm. Okay, so what were the uh, what were the bottom three then? So yeah, so the, the the top three. Just to return to that, all of those were private sector, which goes against this this belief out there that it's just government jobs being added. You could have said in 15 and 16, for sure, there were more public sector jobs being created, and it was the private sector uh, shedding jobs. In 2017, that reversed. It was the private sector, in fact, creating jobs. So now on the losing side, what are the top three sectors, or I guess the, the, the three sectors that shed the most? In third spot, construction. And that's not a big surprise because in both Edmonton and Calgary, uh, we did see uh, kind of the wrapping up of a lot of big, big construction projects, uh, things like office uh, office tower complexes, uh, even some of the residual work, I guess, in on, on uh, Rogers Place Arena. So we did see some shedding of jobs in the construction sector. That was third place. In second place, in terms of job shed, was a, a category where you don't want to see lost jobs, actually. It's professional, scientific, and technical hmm. occupations. So these would be things like engineers. They'd be things like geologists. But that uh, goes architects. back to the oil. A lot of it does go back to the oil, yeah. yeah. And I think what happened is a lot of these engineering firms, even though the, the, the oil-producing company might have started hiring people back on its rigs, it did not need as much engineering services. So, and those jobs, those professional scientific scientific and technical jobs, obviously, tend to be really good quality, good paying jobs. So we're not happy to see that in, third, in second place in terms of jobs lost. Hmm. And then number one in terms of jobs lost, and this is what might be a surprise to a lot of people, the healthcare and social assistance category. And disproportionately, those jobs, not all of them, but a lot of those jobs would be sort of tax-funded jobs, uh, jobs in hospitals and, and health boards and, and clinics around the province. There is some uh, private sector health care for sure, but uh, more, more of those would be uh, tax-funded jobs. And there we did actually see uh, jobs lost in 2017. So why did we see that then? You know, that is a good question, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I asked that myself, and I, I haven't really had a time to, or a chance to, uh, you know, call up some people in the healthcare sector. I don't know if it was during 15 and 16 
that sector was adding jobs. In 17, some of those hospitals or some of those uh, positions might have seen freezes and maybe just some attrition with people retiring or, or leaving that sector. Um, but we did, statistically anyway, we did see the largest number of jobs shed in that sector. Hmm. So when we're talking about either increasing jobs or decreasing jobs, of course, what kind of numbers are we talking about, though? Are You know, percentages can be significant, but the yeah. actual numbers can be insignificant. Are, are these large numbers of jobs in either direction? Uh, well, they would be. So that number one sector adding jobs, manufacturing, there was about 17,600, just about 18,000 jobs created. And just for some sense of overall magnitude, in 2017, Alberta created a net gain of about 55,000 jobs. So that would be all sectors, except for the ones that lost, of course. And that would be full-time and part-time. 55,000 jobs is about, uh, it's an increase of about 2.5% jobs in in Alberta. That's actually pretty good uh, growth for a year coming out of recession in 2017. We weren't the fastest growing province in terms of uh, labor market expansion, but we were number four uh, after PEI, um, BC and Ontario. So not a bad year at all, really, for job creation in Alberta, about 55,000 jobs. Well, you know, the most fascinating thing about all of this is, and I I don't know why I didn't think to ask it, but you volunteered it. We have been hearing that these numbers, these positive numbers that the current government are putting out are fictitious in ways because they're all created by government. But these results would suggest that's mm-hmm. simply not true. It's not true. And it would have been true in 15 and 16 because there you did see, you know, and that was the government was very upfront. They said, we're not going to, you know, shed jobs in, in the public sector because that would make things worse. And, you know, reasonable people can disagree with that position. But that is what we saw. We saw 15 and 16 um, the, the public sector was responsible for at least some modest uh, increases in jobs, and it was the private sector that was shedding jobs in a hurry. Hmm. And I guess the other thing to remember is when we talk about public sector, because of everything going on, we're sort of defaulting to talk about the provincial government. But in that public sector, there's also municipal and federal government workers, too. So that kind of, you know, adds to the mix. It's not just the province that we're talking about. Todd, always great to talk with you. We'll be away in Mexico next uh, Monday, so you'll be chatting with Brenton Dreger, and we'll talk with you the following week. Sounds good. Enjoy Mexico, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. Bye-bye. the four o'clock news on the 6 30 chad afternoon news on the other side hey guess who's back morley scott oh the whole the, the whole, whole gang is back together for again. a couple of days look forward to talking to him uh you know we were talking earlier about uh travel i think i it was in relation to me just going uh, to and from prince george and flights getting canceled and that kind of thing and, and you know that uh oftentimes we like to have people behaving badly on airplanes mm-hmm. if we can find an opportunity so this is a couple of uh, people behaving badly i I guess before they got to the airplane, a 21-year-old woman, uh, Olivia Sari, and her 21-year-old boyfriend, uh, Nicholas Larson, both from Tampa, Florida. You know as soon as the story's out of Florida. Florida. Uh, They were going to Erie, Pennsylvania over the holidays. Apparently, when they were flying back from Pennsylvania, they got busted uh, by the TSA 
for having placed a cat in their suitcase. Oh, gosh. Yeah, apparently uh, TSA had an alert. Uh, something triggered uh, uh, their attention. They opened it. They found the cat inside. No food, no water, no air. And the cat was turned over to the Humane Society. They're both facing charges for transporting animals in a cruel manner. Now, you might ask, how is it possible they're facing charges for transporting if the plane, if they didn't get the cat on the plane? Well, they got it there. So they successfully got this cat checked in their luggage all the way to Pennsylvania. It was only on the return trip that it was noticed. Uh, who does that? Who, who, how do you love a cat enough to want to have it with you on vacation, but don't care enough about it to put it in put a it suitcase? In a, put it in a carry-on and bring it on board of with course. you. Of course. That's what you do. Of course. You know how cold those luggage holds How do you get? get a cat to stay in there in the first place? Yeah, that's a good question, too, actually. But, yeah. you know, you, there's no you know, limited air coming in there, no food, no water. Well, plus I mean, the bags being whatever. thrown around, oh. other bags stacked on people, top of it. Some people just should not be pet owners. <laughs> that, that, definitely not. And th- th- what do you even say to the TSA? Oh, Ooh. I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> well, he must have snuck in there. I'm surprised, though. It hasn't happened yet, and perhaps it will. But you know when somebody does something? Somebody does something. Somebody brings a liquid or puts something in their shoes, and now we all got to take our shoes off. Yeah. Or, and now we all got to take our belt off. I'd, I'd be surprised now if they don't change this so that they ask you, do you have any liquids, aerosols, or cats? Animals. Yeah. <laughs> how, you know how whiny a cat but, is. Yeah, but here's the thing. You th- you, you've watched Border Security. Oh, I love that, that that show, right? Yeah. The, the stuff that people will bring across, and we've heard people with, you know, turtles down their pants mm-hmm. and snakes. snakes in their socks. Yeah. And <sighs> I'd have gotten the other way around with that. But yeah, the, people are constantly trying to smuggle. And that's the funny thing, because this couple wasn't specifically trying to smuggle some exotic animal they or something. They were trying to bring they just their, their cat. With you don't have a cat carrier? Wouldn't you rather have your cat on board with you anyways? Maybe it costs an extra $25. Oh, it does cost money. Yeah, well. There's no question. Yeah. And I don't know that you can have it at your seat. I think they put it in the, the I compartment. So. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it depends if people are allergic or not, but there's dogs. There's little dogs and little cats still on board flights. I'm trying to think if I've actually seen Like, I've certainly mm-hmm. seen carriers at the baggage area, but I don't recall ever seeing cats in a carrier on the actual plane. I've like seen they, dogs, small dogs yeah, on board. Yeah, yeah. But do they actually, are they actually at the seat? Underneath your seat or in front of your seat. Really? Wouldn't they? Unless that's changed dramatically. Yeah, but, because you know how you, I think but you. yes, I have been on planes okay. with dogs and carriers. Hey, somebody tell us what they last saw. Because I think. I think I, you have to meet a certain height, right. right? Otherwise, they have to go But downstairs. on a long flight or something, what if they, you know, go to the bathroom? Or well, wouldn't it stink on there. the plane? Yeah. You clean it up and take yeah. it to the bathroom like you're, when your baby poos the diaper. Oh. I'm going to, during this news break, I'm going to check on, I'll, I'll just pick an airline. We'll say Air Canada and just see what their requirements are for transporting pets. Because I don't think that, I don't, I, I don't recall the last time I saw them in the cabin. Mm. But they're always there. They, like, they pick them up at the luggage thing. So they must go in a special area of the plane and then they're brought to the luggage. We'll find out. Okay, we will. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.